0: Hi, I'm Abigail, and welcome to the second season of the Live Passionately podcast. This season is going to be all about new learning, learning that can broaden our horizons, maybe make us a little uncomfortable, and teach us how to embrace change as a constant. I hold tightly to the concept of being a lifelong learner. Throughout my education, leading one career, changing my mind, pursuing my passion, and applying to grad school, every process, every conversation, every experience can be approached through learning. Throughout this season, I have set up interviews with some amazing people, ready to teach you about nutrition, life coaching, digital marketing, travel, and a million other different themes. Exaggeration intended. I'm glad you were here to join us today, and I hope you take a little something with you from this episode. guys. So I hope that you are reeling in as much joy as you can in these colder months. Uh, I always struggle with the cold months because I always find I feel a little bit blue and a little bit like I don't, I don't want to go outside. I don't want to go for a walk. I don't want to go in the sun. I just want to kind of curl up with my blanket, my pajamas, my hot chocolate, and just leave it at that. But I really hope that you are finding joy in these cold, cold months that are laid on us, but we're almost we're almost to the finish line. We're almost to that springtime, so we'll get there. Today on the Live Passionately podcast, I sat down with Aksa Uzgar, the media director of Polygon, a nonprofit organization providing research and education to amplify Muslim American voices in Congress. I hope that you enjoy our little chat and that you learned something. I know I for sure had some new learning and it was a really great learning experience and a really great chat ahead. Joining us today on the podcast is Aksa Azgar, the Media Director of Polygon. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So I want to dive right in and I want to ask you a little bit about Polygon's background or background story and what the nonprofit's mission is and why the mission was put in place.
1: Sure. So uh, Polygon, uh, it's full name, Polygon Education Fund. Is essentially a nonprofit where we promote congressional advocacy for the Muslim American community. So it was started about um, we're in our fourth year now of operations, and ultimately we just saw a gap between our community and holding our elected officials accountable. Uh, accountable, sorry, and really just trying to amplify our voices and ensuring that like our community needs are heard. So. For example, I'm sure you've heard, like, in the news about, like, the travel ban that's affected a lot of members in our community, whether they can travel uh, to and from the United States and their respective uh, countries of origin, and that's actually separated a lot of families. So, uh, things, policy issues related to that, along with other um, the legislations that we try to push forward, um, things of those nature that we really try to educate, the uh, like, our audience base on, and even other related issues. Um, marginalized communities and just trying to band together and ensuring that we're uh, vocalizing our needs.
0: So, how do you as a collective, so as a nonprofit collective, how are you addressing the challenges or the challenge that such a small percentage of Muslim Americans uh, engage with their members of Congress?
1: Sure, so definitely we try to emphasize um One, uh, with this last uh, election cycle, just uh, exercising your right to vote, that's a privilege that some people take for granted and ensuring that, you know, we have this right, Um, so let's use it and ensure that we push for some kind of change. Um, Additionally, we try to band with, like, other uh, like-minded organizations and uh, emphasize, again, um, the amplifying of our voices, so ensuring that, um, you know, policy is going to be put place. So, um, like an elected official is going to say that they're going to do X, Y, Z matters that we're going to hold them true to their words. So with this, uh, oncoming, um, administration, we definitely want to put in place that, okay, you've said that you're going to do such and such policies, um, within the first hundred days, let's make sure this actually happens.
0: Hmm. What led you to your job as the media director?
1: Um, so it's kind of a funny story, actually. I was initially job hunting, and I was just like, uh, there's um, this email thread uh, of like other um, Muslim uh, folks, and just like kind of shooting out, they like, hey, if anybody's like looking for a marketing person, let me know. And at the time, the our she currently is the president of Polygon where the she had reached out and she said well we're looking for someone to help with our marketing efforts if it's something of interest and then I was like yeah okay so just you know I'm like I haven't really been involved in like the advocacy space at that time but then as time progressed and the more and more I got involved I was like wow this really is like opened uh, my eyes in a sense of like what type of work really needs to be done um, in order to push for change and ever since I've just been like wrapped up into it. I've, um, even myself. So one of the biggest things that we do is uh, host uh, congressional trainings, advocacy trainings. And um, this was like pre-COVID, but um, I actually had the opportunity to go to like national conferences and um, teach people, like how would you, let's say, arrange a meeting with your elected officials or how would you go about hosting a town hall or what are the type of questions that you should be asking and things of all natures and thankfully we've been actually able to translate that into a webinar format so um yeah so it's been great of just like having that interactive piece and just like hearing like people's uh, success stories that um that they actually put uh, in place like what we taught them and actually are making some sort of effort to push for change in their community so it's definitely been rewarding in that sense
0: Oh, that's wonderful. Could you go into a little bit more detail about what your job as an, as the media director entails?
1: Sure. So, um, I essentially oversee like our marketing efforts online, whether that be through email marketing, um, social media. We do a lot of um, on Twitter. We'll be involved in like what are called Twitter storms. So it'll be like a set hour and just like pushing out content regarding like. A particular uh, action in place whether it be like protect democracy or um, we've had a few times uh, regarding like the Muslim ban and sharing like resources that we have available Uh, currently right now I had worked on a uh, video campaign where I worked on um, creating like an animation video of like how because of uh, like coronavirus, it's actually exposed a lot of gaps, um, uh, with like government response and how that's, you know, um, affected our community and where the pitfalls are and what needs to be, uh, what needs to change and why we should be more vocal, uh, with our elected officials in terms of like just even basic necessities, whether that be like having like the stimulus package or even, um, what's called SNAP. So like having, uh, food available for those who are, um, of special, like, needs or in a special category, um, or even just, like, housing has been affected, so just bringing, um, those to light is really important, um, for those type of campaigns. Otherwise, um, we try to just, uh, look for different, like, opportunities to collaborate uh, with, uh, like I had mentioned, um, like-minded organizations so that we can kind of leverage our expertise and, um, just kind of uh, go about, like, our strengths. So, for example, what I had mentioned about the webinars that we host. So we had uh, collaborated with another Muslim organization that's more health-oriented. So we had done, like, a congressional advocacy training in regards to healthcare. So it kind of, like, blended those ideas together and um, broadened our reach uh, further.
0: That's amazing. How did this, how did Polygon start? Like, really, really like, what's its origin story?
1: Um. Well, I wasn't necessarily there for its origins, but um, Warda, our president, she actually is the one who founded the organization, and she essentially was the one that saw that there was, like, this um, gap between, like, the Muslim American community and Um, just like our presence in Congress and seeing that like it wasn't reflective of our community and that um, there needed to be a change of uh, that nature. So she put together this organization that we can kind of speak on domestic policies and just kind of emphasizing that we need to like have further civic engagement for uh, Muslim Americans.
0: I went on the website and I kind of read the little bio about you to, to kind of give myself (laughs) a little bit of background and you, if you could kind of give our listeners before I ask my next question, could you give our listeners a little bit of your background prior to taking the job as the media director?
1: Sure. So my background in itself varies. So my, um, education and training is in digital marketing, um, having like a bachelor's and my MBA being in marketing. And then I've kind of jumped between like startups to uh, other nonprofits and then working my way towards, um, agencies and working. Um, I eventually get led up to, uh, the federal reserve, uh, bank in Philadelphia. That's, um, where I'm, uh, located. Um, but then, uh, COVID happened. So now I've just, I've been freelancing and ultimately for me, um, I'm more passionate about like supporting small businesses and smaller organizations and kind of just like Mm -hmm. bringing awareness to them. So um, that's where kind of my clientele has been gravitating towards. So I'm happy to still have Polygon under my belt that kind of fuels that fire and just being like, we're helping the underdog in a sense. So um, it's definitely something uh, like that I'm passionate about.
0: And do you find... Your, your background and your experience has benefited or really target, helped target the mission for Polygon?
1: For sure. I mean, even whilst uh, my time with Polygon, it's uh, been a huge, like, learning environment it just in uh, sharpening my own skill set and broadening my uh, awareness and just educating myself, realizing, like, there's so much more to... Um, not only just like government but like policy building and policy making and realizing like there's we as a people collectively have so much power that we don't um emphasize on and that if we've you know banded together like we really can push for change so that's why I'm always um if you just follow me on my socials you'll see that like I'm always saying things of like you know it's really you as the people can really make a difference is just whether it's like one phone call, sending an email, just like a small action. And then collectively that actually snowballs into, um, making a difference. And some people I don't think necessarily realize that or think that like, Oh, mm-hmm. how is that? How is my phone call really going to push for change? But it's like, no, it actually does. Like it really, um, like for example, uh, one thing that we do is, uh, we'll send email scripts to our, um, uh, what do you call it email list. and it'll just say exactly what you should be saying to when you call like your representatives and um, staffers on the other end actually take uh, notes as to how many times people call regarding a particular issue and will address that to the representative or the elected official. And that actually goes uh, into uh, their um, what they bring to the floor in Congress. So it actually does make a difference if you um, do just small things like that.
0: Mm. Do you find, so I have looked through your Instagram and a little bit of your social media. Do you find that social media has kind of helped put, I guess, put word out or kind of help spread your, your mission, your mission and your message a little bit?
1: For sure. I think the beauty of, uh, social media is that you can, uh, reach a wider audience, even though like people may not been aware of you before. And, um, You just have that platform to really utilize and um, bring about like uh, reaching new people, uh, broadening your horizon, um, using it like as an educational tool. So it's just like, there's so many opportunities available and that's what I love about it so much. And that is also ever evolving. So even just like uh, earlier, I was on the uh, call with my board um, and we were just like talking about different tactics of um, how we can, uh, we're working on a campaign right now for fundraising for end of the year since we're coming to the end of 2020 finally. But um, just saying that like, even just like doing, um, what do you call like Instagram lives and just uh, advocating like who we are, bringing, humanizing like the brand, quote unquote, if you will, and showcasing like, what we do as like individuals and um, the work that we do like on a personal level versus like at uh, an organizational level and kind of just like levering uh, those opportunities. I think it's uh, awesome.
0: What are some challenges since you've been in your position as media director? What are some challenges that you have faced?
1: Um, definitely sometimes it is that communication piece will sometimes feel that we're being a little repetitive and it may um not be as receptive to people but we again you know believe that what we're saying holds value and just trying to having to repackage that in certain ways and ensuring that like we're coming across the right way whether that be an understanding that for me especially what the challenge is in marketing is um realizing you know if you say a certain uh message on one platform let's say like facebook it has to be perceived a little differently on like on instagram because you have totally different Mm -hmm. like types of audiences so my job essentially is to like realize like okay well we have of an audience base on facebook of xyz so we have to be a little bit more um like informative versus like on instagram we can be a little more informal so understanding those aspects and kind of leveraging those um proves this challenge but it's also exciting for me because it is just like exercising left brain left and right side of my brain and mm. um seeing, like what the end result is
0: so on the website because I was perusing through a little bit on the website and could you explain to the listeners a few of the resources that are offered
1: Sure, definitely. So if you check us out, at, I'm going to do my shameless plug of org, We have a few resources available, um, one of which is our um, action alerts so I had mentioned earlier about like on our email listserv of the scripts that are available when you're calling. Or even if you want to send an email, we have it automatically prompted. All you have to do is just click a button, fill out your name, and it will be sent to your um respective uh, official. But we also have um, what are called toolkits. So uh, if you look under resources, we have um, just uh, really valuable information that kind of like spells out like, for example, like what is Muslim civic engagement? What is that involved? And that was in collaboration with a couple of um, organizations. And just really educating um, the importance of why civic engagement uh, is necessary and how can you facilitate uh political participation like within your community and beyond uh Mm -hmm. otherwise we've done like a little bit uh backtracking like um some of the and specific to polygon itself we'll release what are called recess advocacy toolkits so there'll be times when members of congress go on break and those are the times where they're actually in their home state and uh, we offer this uh, toolkit in terms of just like how is it that you can connect with them and really utilize that uh, opportunity when they are um, accessible to you. So how do you like contact them? What are the issue uh, areas that you can speak about and um, things of those nature.
0: So as we uh, slowly are approaching the end of our little chat what are three important pieces of information that you would say are the most important that you want listeners to get out of this podcast episode?
1: Sure. I would say first, um, don't be afraid to jump in, whether that's to, uh, just speak to, um, a few like-minded people of just like, um, if you're something, there's something passionate that you want to see through. So if you want to get people together, um, just volunteer at, um, just, like, some organization, just get a sense of what they're doing. I say go for it. It doesn't hurt to try, see what they're about. Secondly, um, this is going to be my other shameless plug, is to sign up for our email newsletter, because we do <laughs> honestly <laughs> offer valuable information, and um, I've we've actually seen responses of people saying, like, um, when there were times of, like, even during, like, um, the debates or what have you, um, and we just, like, break down, What is happening on the Hill? So, and we really highlight like uh, issue areas that are pertinent to our community. And um, people really seem to appreciate that and see that, uh, you know, this has been really helpful. And we really appreciate like um, just simplifying it and having it understandable of like why is it important to be um, like aware of these matters. And then, third, and what I would ultimately emphasize is. Just don't be afraid to use your voice. It's so important that we vocalize and try to push for change. And I'm thankful that in this uh, upcoming um, administration that we have a little bit more representation, but we definitely can push the needle further in that and that Mm -hmm. we can um, broaden our horizons even further and just making those connections and ensuring that, you know, we kind of push that, our, that mul- marginalized communities can um, really like uh, push forward and make that change that we really desperately need and, and, uh, and holding true to our elected officials.
0: At the end, as we come to a close, at the end of every podcast, episode, or interview that I have, I always do an off-the-top-of-your-head questions. So it's five questions I ask, and you just have to answer with the first thing that comes to mind. Would you be up for that?
1: Yeah, let's do a Rapid fire, let's go.
0: <laughs> All right, what is passion?
1: Uh, first thing, the First word that comes to mind is fire. So just having that ember inside you that keeps you going.
0: What does it mean to enjoy something?
1: To find pleasure in it. That um, it's not just work for you, but you are um, through and through, it brings you happiness and it's something that um, keeps you motivated.
0: Why are challenges important?
1: If you didn't have challenges, then you would just be at a standstill and then life would seem monotonous, so... Having those challenges and overcoming them is uh, definitely something that's uh, self-rewarding.
0: What does it mean to love yourself?
1: To value yourself, to know your worth, to um, realize that you yourself are of um, of a certain, um, how would you say, Well, I guess I kind of already said it, but just, yeah, value and worth. Those are essentially um, what to love yourself.
0: And the last question, how can we live our best life?
1: Live it to the fullest. Realize that every day is something special and you're not going to have that second back. There's never going to be again uh, December 19th, 2020. And, or what whatever day it is or whatever time it is so taking advantage of um the moments that you have and making the most of it
0: oh that's beautiful well thank you so much for coming on the podcast and doing a little bit of new learning for me definitely some new learning of just understanding a little bit more and and i wasn't aware of polygon and now i am so i'm really grateful so thank you so much for joining us on the podcast
1: Yeah, no, thank you for having me and this is uh, wonderful and I'm glad that we got to connect. Take care. Thank you, you too.
0: I really enjoyed sitting down and having this chat and being able to kind of ask questions and learn a little bit more about an organization that I knew nothing about. So I hope that you also learned some more information. And if you're curious and want to know more, all the links that you will need are provided in the description of this podcast episode, Instagram, websites, anything that you'll need. So just head over to the description, click on details, and it'll all be right there. The Live Passionately podcast is an independent podcast hosted and produced by myself, Abigail, with royalty-free music, A Good Life, by Dark Fantasy Studios. I want to thank all of my listeners, subscribers, and followers. Remember to always live passionately.